0: welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lily Lincoln. I'm actually recording this live, non-scripted, much later than I usually do. Um, So I'd like to thank you for tuning in and for listening and sharing with your friends and family. Today we'll be reading from Genesis 35, Psalm 35 and Mark chapter 7. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that um, no matter how we feel, you do not change. And even in our tiredness, our exhaustion, our fatigue, our grieving, our laughing, our crying, our expectations met and unmet, uh, success and failure, you are God and you are with us. And I thank you so much for your love towards me today and to those who are listening. Father, you are kind to all those who know and trust you, and you're even kind to those that don't. Have your way in me today, Holy Spirit, and um, help me to stay the course. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 35. God spoke to Jacob. Go back to Bethel. Stay there and build an altar to God who revealed himself to you when you were running for your life from your brother Esau. Jacob told his family and all those who lived with him, Throw out all the alien gods which you have. Take a good bath and put on clean clothes. We're going to Bethel. I'm going to build an altar there, to God, who answered me when I was in trouble and has stuck with me everywhere I've gone since. They turned over to Jacob, all the alien gods they'd been holding on to, along with their lucky charm earrings. Jacob buried them under the oak tree in Shechem, then they set out. A paralysing fear descending or descended on all the surrounding villages so that they were unable to pursue the sons of Jacob. Jacob and his company arrived at Luz. That is Bethel in the land of Canaan. He built an altar there and named it El Bethel, God of Bethel, because that's where God revealed himself to him when he was running from his brother. And that's when Rebekah's nurse, Deborah, died. She was buried just below Bethel under the oak tree. It was named Alon Bakuth, Weeping Oak. God revealed himself once again to Jacob after he had come back from Padanaram and blessed him. Your name is Jacob, heal, but that's your name no longer. From now on, your name is Israel, God Wrestler. God continued, I am the strong God. Have children, flourish. A nation, a whole company of nations will come from you. Kings will come from your loins. The land I gave Abraham and Isaac I now give to you and pass it on to your descendants. And then God was gone, ascended from the place where he had spoken with him. Jacob set up a stone pillar on the spot where God had spoken with him. He poured a drink offering on it and anointed it with oil. Jacob dedicated the place where God had spoken with him. Bethel, God's house. They left Bethel. They were still quite a ways from Ephrath when Rachel went into labor, hard labor, when her labor pains were at her worst. The midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, you have another boy. And with her last breath, for she was now dying, she named him Benoni, son of my pain, but his father named him Benjamin, son of good fortune. Rachel died and was buried. On the road to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem, Jacob set up a pillar to mark her grave. It is still here today, Rachel's gravestone. Israel kept on his way and set up camp at Migdal Eda. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went and slept with his father's concubine, Beohar, and Israel heard of what he did. There were twelve sons of Jacob, the sons by Leah, Reuben's, Reuben Jacob's firstborn Simeon Levi Judah Issachar and Zebulun the sons by Rachel Joseph Benjamin the sons by Bilhah Rachel's maid Dan Naphtali the sons by Zilpah Leah's maid Gad Asher these were Jacob's sons born to him in Padan Aram finally Jacob made it back home to his father Isaac at Mamre Kiriath Arba the present-day Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac lived. Isaac breathed his last and died, an old man full of his years. He was buried with his family by his sons Esau and Jacob. Psalm 35 Harass these hecklers God, punch these bullies in the nose, grab a weapon, anything at hand, stand up for me, get ready to throw the spear, aim the javelin at the people who are out to get me, reassure me and let me hear you say I'll save you. When those slugs try to knife me in the back, make them look foolish, frustrate all those who are plotting my downfall, make them like a cinders make them like cinders in a high wind with God's angel working the bellows. Make their road lightless and mud slick, with God's angel on their tails. Out of sheer cussedness, they set a trap to catch me. For no reason, they dug a ditch to stop me. Surprise them with your ambush. Catch them in the very trap they set, the disaster they planned for me. But let me run loose and free, celebrating God's great work, every bone in my body laughing, singing, God, There's no one like you. You put down and out on their feet and protect the unprotected from bullies. Hostile accusers appear out of nowhere. They stand up and badger me. They pay me back misery for mercy, leaving my soul empty. And When they were sick, I dressed in black. Instead of eating, I prayed. My prayers were like lead in my gut, like I'd lost my best friend, my brother. I paced, distraught as a motherless child, hunched and heavy-hearted. But when I was down, they threw a party. All the nameless riffraff of the town came, chanting insults about me, like barbarians desecrating a shrine. They destroyed my reputation. God, how long are you going to stand there doing nothing? Save me from their brutalities. Everything I've got is being thrown to the lions. I will give you full credit. When everyone gathers for worship, when the people turn out in force, I will say my hallelujah. Don't let these liars, my enemies, have a party at my expense. Those who hate me for no reason, winking and rolling their eyes. No good is going to come from that crowd. They spend all their time cooking up gossip against those who mind their own business. They open their mouths in ugly grins, mocking. Ha ha, You thought you'd got away with it. We've caught you, hands down. Don't you see what they're doing, God? You're not going to let them get away with it, are you? Not going to walk off without doing something, are you? Please get up, wake up and tend to my case. My God, my Lord, my life is on the line. Do what you think is right, God, my God, but don't make me pay for their good time. Don't let them say to themselves, ha ha, we got what we wanted. Don't let them say we've chewed him up and spit him out. Let those who are being hilarious at my expense be made to look ridiculous. Make them wear donkey's ears, pin them with a donkey's tail, who made themselves so high and mighty. But those who want the best for me, let them have the last word, a glad shout, and say over and over and over, God is great. Everything works together for the good of his servant. I'll tell the world how great and good you are. I'll shout hallelujah all day, every day. mark chapter 7 the source of your pollution the pharisees along with some religion scholars who had come from jerusalem gathered around him they noticed that some of his disciples weren't being careful with ritual washing before meals the pharisees jews in general in fact would never eat a meal without going through the motions of ritual hand washing with an especially vigorous scrubbing if they had just come from the market to say nothing of the scorings they'd give the jugs and the pots and pans the pharisees and religion scholars asked why do your disciples flout the rules showing up at meals without washing their hands jesus answered isaiah was right about frauds like you he hit the bullseye in fact these people make a big show of saying the right thing but their heart isn't in, in it they act like they're worshipping me but they don't mean it they just use me as a cover For teaching whatever suits their fancy. Ditching God's command and taking up the latest fads. He went on. Well good for you. You get rid of God's command so you won't be inconvenienced in following the religious fashions. Moses said. Respect your father and your mother. And anyone denouncing father or mother should be killed. But you weasel out of that by saying that it's perfectly acceptable to say to mother or father. Gift what I owed you. I've given as a gift to God, thus relieving yourselves of obligation to father or mother. You scratch out God's word and scrawl a whim in its place. You do a lot of things like this. Jesus called the crowds together and again said, Listen now, all of you. Take this to heart. It's not what you swallow that pollutes your life. It's what you vomit. That's the real pollution. When he was back home after being with the crowd, his disciples said, We don't get it. Put it in plain language. And Jesus said, Are you being willfully stupid? Don't you see that what you swallow you can't what you swallow can't contaminate you? It doesn't enter your heart, but your stomach. It works its way through the intestines and is finally flushed. That took care of dietary quibbling. Jesus was saying that all foods are fit to eat. He went on, it's what comes out of a person that pollutes obscenities, lusts, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, depravity, deceptive dealings, carousing, mean looks, slander, arrogance, foolishness. All these are vomit from the heart. There is the source of your pollution. And from there, Jesus set out for the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house where he didn't think he would be found, but he couldn't escape notice. He was barely inside when a woman who had disturbed with a disturbed daughter heard he was there. She came up and knelt at his feet, begging for help. The woman was Greek, Syrophoenician by birth. She asked him to cure her daughter. He said, stand in line and take your turn. The children get fed first. If there's any left, the dogs get it. And she said, of course, master, but don't the dogs under the table get scraps dropped by the children? Jesus was impressed. You're right, on your way. Your daughter is no longer disturbed. The demonic affliction is gone. She went home and found her daughter relaxed on the bed, the torment gone for good. Then he left the region of Tyre, went through Sidon, back to Galilee, and over to the district of the ten towns. Some people brought a man who could neither hear nor speak, and Jesus, and asked Jesus to lay a healing hand on him. He took the man off by himself, put his fingers in the man's ears and some spit on the man's tongue. Then Jesus looked up in prayer. He groaned mightily and commanded, "Ephphatha, open up, and it happened. The man's hearing was clear and his speech plain, just like that. Jesus urged them to keep it quiet, but they talked it up all the more. Besides themselves with excitement, He's done it all and done it well. He gives hearing to the deaf, to the deaf, and speech to the speechless. This is the word of the Lord. Father, I thank you for your power to transform and heal all situations father i ask you now that by the power of your holy spirit that the deaf would indeed hear and that the speechless would no longer be mute and those who are troubled by demonic spirits father would indeed be healed in the name of jesus father i thank you that even when we grieve you are still the god of all storms you're the god of the earth you're the God of the heavens. You're the God of our lives and you are the God of the cross. And I ask you today, by your grace, that all those who are listening will be moved by your word. Not just in a transactional way, but in a way that brings life and salvation to themselves, to their homes and to those who are in their circles. Father, we're approaching the end of the first um lockdown of the season I ask you that people would not be moved by fear or loneliness but they'd be moved by faith that they'd be moved by peace that they'd be moved by passion compassion and action to do good on this earth father I commit the UK government into your hands that you would have perfect 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 rule over them You are kind and you are gracious and you are the only God I know. I thank you for this opportunity and I ask you, Father, whether one listener or a thousand listeners, whether 10,000 listeners, Father, that everybody, everybody that's connected to me via this podcast would indeed be blessed. I thank you for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya.
1: Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me me and forgiving me of my sins so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10, verse 9, If you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time paying the pay of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make and um, (laughs) I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye.